Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Grizz. Good times roll today, indeed, even though the good times stop uh, with today's discussion of pain. Welcome to this, the Red Bulletin Podcast. I'm your host, Andreas Georges. We're talking to top performers in the worlds of adventure, sports, culture, music, innovation, tech, and fitness. Today, we're talking to Camille Leblanc-Bazinet, a woman whose name is almost as nice to pronounce as the area of Canada that she's from. She's a Quebecois. She's from Quebec in, on the eastern side of things. She is a CrossFit champion. If you don't know CrossFit, uh, you've been living under a rock or really like to indulge in the finer things in life and don't really care much about pushing your own limits and uh, the absolute limits of your physical fitness. And if you don't know the CrossFit games, please run and YouTube them now. Um, We won't wait, but you can pause this podcast. Okay, now we're back. Okay, you've checked it out. I can only describe it as uh, ritualized self-abuse involving reps uh, on different machines, continuous reps on different machines. And the first person done uh, with that section wins and then points are tallied. And in a really interesting twist that I think the Olympic Games should look at, the scope of the CrossFit Games changes every year to emphasize something different. For example, you have years where endurance is really demanded. You have years where uh, speed and power is, uh, is, kind of, uh, is kind of more of the focus. Um, Camille leblanc Bisney uh, won the women's category in 2014, which means she was the fittest woman on earth, which makes her sort of an American gladiator if you were born in the 70s or 80s, and an American ninja warrior if you were born around the turn of the century. Although my money is on her in a cage match any day. Uh, she is uh, five foot two and three quarters, as she pointed out. And she's muscle-packed but lean and dynamic and very lethal-looking, uh, which is uh, quite uh, interesting given she's got a very lovely, lilting French accent. We talked to her about pain. We talked to her about overcoming pain and the satisfaction she gets from belonging to a community of people who push each other, uh, who push each other to uh, go past limits that they thought they had. Um, it's a full hour. It'll have you questioning your own physical fitness, and commitment to health overall, but uh, it's it's quite inspiring. Uh, so let's start the show. So you grew up in Quebec, where? Uh, so I grew up in the south of of Montreal, mm-hmm. um, right above the Vor- Vermont border. So uh, pretty much grew up in farm. My uh, the city I grew up went in was so small that. They combine us to another city. Oh. So without moving, I changed the city I was living in. Like when I was like 12, they were like, yeah, sorry, uh, your city, there's not enough population. So you are now going to live in Richelieu. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Uh, so, so much for town pride. <laughs> yeah, right. So that's pretty funny. I used to joke, well, we used to joke that there was more cow than human in the city I grew up <laughs> that's in. Good. Cause that's good. Yeah. It's all in farmland. Yeah, yeah. Uh, were your folks farmers or no? What did we they were, do? We were one of the the only house almost that didn't had a farm. Oh right, okay. But uh, so you're really popular. Yeah, well, I smell good. <laughs> <laughs> that was the difference. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> did you? Uh, what your parents do? What your dad do? Uh, so my dad was a nurse, and he would make denture. No way. So he had. He had two jobs because um, we are four kids, and uh, it was very important for my parents that we would play sport, and uh, that whatever we would want to achieve, they would support us. So my dad had a day job and a night job, and my mom is a director of some daycare in uh, in uh, Canada, and uh, she would be the one driving us all around wow. as, I guess, her second job. <laughs> yeah, and I'm guessing you had brothers. Yeah, I had one brother. Um, really? Yeah. I kind of I pictured you the youngest of four and three brothers. Well, I'm the youngest of four, yeah. and uh, I'm a twin, and I have an older sister and a, an older brother. But the way my parents raised us, they pretty much raised us like guys, <laughs> like where we were never allowed to be inside the house, and 
we needed to go get dirty playing outside in the farmland. Yeah,、right. and I have also my、um, my cousin that like grew up like kind of two house next to me, so I. Did kind of had three other brothers, right? Okay, so, so they grew up more around guys than girls. So what was the what were the sports? Oh my god, everything! Everything hockey, <laughs>、uh, hockey in the winter. What do you do in the summer? Yeah, well, the summer we do, I guess.、Uh, What you guys in California do? <laughs> Surf and no,、uh, we don't have yeah, yeah <laughs> not that one. <laughs> <laughs> not that easy.、Uh, we would I don't know. We play baseball like in the backyard a lot, and、right. we would we would make shift stuff a lot. Really, like, just make up games. Yeah, and... my cousin. <laughs> I remember they like make shift at like a skateboard ramp. Oh, yeah. And I was like eight years old in my rollerblade, and they were like, "Oh yeah, go down, you can do it." I was like, "Okay," <laughs> and I went down, and both of my feet went, and I just I hurt myself so bad. It was funny though. Or they would like we would put chain on bike, and then we would go on a skateboard, and we would pull each other, and think it was yeah, like, like safe or funny. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's like a、uh, uh, water skiing across land.、Basically. Yeah, it was yeah. fun until one of us would really eat it, and then <laughs> we would go back and cry to my mom, and then she would be like, "Well, you want to play with the boys, so you can cry." And you're like, like "You're、okay. making me play with the boys. <laughs> All I want to do is like build princess castles、yeah. and redecorate my room." Oh, that's so funny. No, I was never a princess. You never, I, you never, you never gravitated towards that. Had it was always very physical and sporty. Yeah, well, yeah. I think I I grew up as a more of a tomboy, I guess.、Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I would throw the biggest fit ever if my mom was trying to make us wear a dress. Right. Um. Right. But now that I'm older, I love it. Yeah, of course. I, we were in Disneyland last night, and I was wearing my Jasmine. Mini ears. Are you serious?、It. Oh yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. So, did you,、uh, as the youngest, was there a lot of competition, or were you kind of pitied and not really included in that competition, or how? How was the dynamic? Like, did you feel you had to prove yourself? Oh, I never felt like I needed to prove anything, but、um, I just loved being part of the game. Right. Like it was never. Uh, for fame, for you know, saying I win or this or that,、yeah. but it was like I was going to be part of the game, right? Because that's the best. Yeah, and、uh, and we would I don't know they, we would always laugh about stuff like that. Like on a board game, I wouldn't care. I couldn't care less about winning.、Um, but when we would play sport, like I would want my team to win, obviously. Yeah, and be you know part of it with the team. So. But but more of a team thing as opposed to like individual. Yeah. Although you became a gymnast, right? So yeah. So was, when did that start? How old were you when you? I、really、was two and、getting? a half. So two、uh, and a half. Yeah. Okay. Because、uh, I have an older sister,、uh-huh. and、uh, I think she was four, four and a half. Okay. When she started gymnastic, and she would come back home, and I would try to imitate her, and my mom was like, "Okay, we'll put Matt under you." So I started really young. <laughs> <laughs> and and what was when did it start getting serious for you? Because you were training quite hard at one point, right? I mean, oh、uh, yeah, I started competing when I was five. So you compete that young in gymnastics?、Yeah. Wow. I think I don't. I guess that was like the earliest you could if、right. you can do the movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. And I、it. guess you're super flexible at that age. Yeah. And what what was the competition like for you when you were younger? Was it an important thing, or was it just kind of? I mean, it sounds like you're someone who <laughs> who likes just being there, also, and just the the atmosphere of it. Yeah. Well. Oh man, I wish I wish I could have the video to、uh, to show you guys because it was pretty the cutest thing ever.、Um, I so I had a twin sister with me, and she wasn't as good as I was in gymnastic, but I wanted her to do well so bad, like almost more than for me. So we have this video at my house that we both had the same floor routine, but she would always forget. So the camera goes on her starting a routine, then back at me sitting on a bench, and I'm doing the movement with her, and I'm sitting, and she's looking at me. Wow! And then 
the camera would go back on her and yeah. then back on me and I would be full on standing on like next to her, like not on the floor, but like doing the complete routine again. Wow. It was so funny. That's super adorable. I, I made the awe face at least five or six times that you're telling that story, which uh, so listeners can't, can't see. But um, did it uh, at what point? Because to me, gymnastics is gets like super intense and then all of a sudden all of a sudden you have dudes with like Russian accents shouting at you and little <laughs> girls crying and like feet bound up and like I don't know like really tight bandages and stuff like that did it ever get to that or like at what point does it get that serious for people I did add a, a, a Russian coach oh, that's pretty funny okay um I don't know I think it get to that point when like you also as an athlete is ready to go make those sacrifices to be the best you can. So it's like you you start doing gymnastic and then you look up to the the older girl that are really good and you want to be there because they're so impressive. And then you, you work your way kind of to that point. And it's just like a slow progression that every time you get better at something, you just realize, okay... What is what's the next thing I need to do to become better? Because just showing up is not good enough. Um, and I think that's when you're like, okay, well, today my hand rip right now on the bar. Well, I can make the decision to to stop my training, or I suck it up and I keep going. And you know, now I'm becoming better. Same so- if it's like super uncomfortable. There's like something to like just overcome those like small thing that maybe now when I'm going to compete and my hand are going to be open, I'm just not going to care about it. Yeah, but you're seven or eight when you're making those decisions. Yeah, you are. And uh, I, I think it just makes you grow really fast. Right. Like, was it pressure from outside or was it just no, inside? Inside. You want to be you want to be good. And good for you meant what back then? Awards, Olympics? Um, I think you just dream to go to the Olympic. And uh, and for the rest, I think it's just you work so hard for it. Like I would train like between 20 to 40 hours a week um, in the gym. Yeah, that's a lot. So, you know, anything that you put so much passion and so much heart into it, yeah, you care that much to be willing to make those decisions. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I don't need an adult to tell me what to do when... It's just what I want in my heart. Yeah. I mean, it's impressive drive, right? Because um, especially being the youngest, you know, because usually the youngest is, I mean, I'm the youngest of three oh, boys, okay. you know. So you're and the lazy one? I'm the, I'm the <laughs> I'm one kidding. who kind of got out of, so, yes, but thank you very much for pointing that out. Absolutely. And I did absolutely have half a croissant before you arrived just because uh, I knew you were going to be all over that plate when I got here. So, but no, I think, um, I, I, you know, just being the youngest, you, I don't know, sometimes you either, that's why I asked you that point at the beginning. Yeah. Like, do you, did you feel like you could just kind of skate by or did you feel like pressure to prove yourself, uh, against your siblings or, or where did that, where did that drive come from? But, yeah. I think I'm just uh, a lot like my mom, like now that I'm growing up, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I'm my mom. Yeah, that's scary. And, um, <laughs> I mean, it might not be scary. No, Sorry, but I didn't yeah, want the realization, you're right. like, whoa. Um, and I realized that I've always been extremely independent. I've never relied on really my brother and my sister to approve or disapprove anything. I feel, I really feel now that I'm older that I grew up always following my own passion 100%. I always knew what I wanted. Right. Always. So there was never a point where like, oh, you know, I need to prove this. I need to prove that. I think at the opposite, I was as much as I was the youngest, I was almost the one like taking care a little bit of my brother and sister um, when they would have doubt about where they would want to stand. How much older than than uh, you are they? Your brother. Uh, we all have two years in between. Okay, so, so it's you and your twin sister, and then two, and, and then, then two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's actually not that big a gap. No, yeah. you like used to go out all together, and yeah. uh, it's yeah. pretty fun. Yeah, it's fun to have brother and sister like that. We're all almost the same age. Of course, you roll as a pack. Right? Yeah. So how uh, how long did you do gymnastics for? Uh, so I did gymnastics until I was. Sorry. 
It's all right. Okay. Just keep doing whatever you need to do. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Wipe that eyelash away. <laughs> um, so I did gymnastic from two and a half to uh, like 15 and a half. And uh, I stopped because uh, I like partially ripped my uh, rectus femoris. What is that? That sounds it's, important. It's your hip flexor. Oh, right. Okay. And uh, I know. But I it's a Latin such a hip pretty flexor. word to yeah. say right now in English. I know. Rectus, rectus. I know you get is that is that exactly how you say it in 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 French? You would use the Latin word, like the rectus. And here it's like, oh, it's a hip flexor. But in French, it's like, no, it is the rectus. What is it? Well, it's rectus femoris. Femoris. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. You might put the word in the other. Right. Reverse order. Reverse Some order are kind of the same. Others are it, not at all. It's it's Latin. It's super important to you, obviously. <laughs> and it, it kept you from continuing on in gymnastics. How did you do that? Um, just repetition. My uh okay. uh my pelvis was tilt on okay. one side and it okay. was just rubbing. And it was just I mean, you train between twenty to forty hours and you're always stretching and kind right. of almost overextending a little. So uh end up catching to you. I'm not sure how it happened, but is, I'm... Is that something you could have seen in advance or was it... Well, I could feel it. Right. But I was stubborn to keep going. Mm-hmm. And uh, But it's the best thing at the end that happened for me. So if it wasn't from that, I might not be here now. Right. And uh, so... Did it feel like that at the time, though, that it was the best thing that could happen to you? Um... It kind of did because really? I was really tired to do gymnastic and I think I was over it and it's really hard for me to quit anything. So it was good to have a reason to stop. Really? Yeah. So it didn't feel like it was this thing, this momentum, this thing you knew at no. a, since a very young age and, <laughs> and you were building towards something and that got cut off. It wasn't that. It was um, the opposite. It was... In right. those days, yeah. but then you keep going and you look back and you're honest with yourself. Yeah. And I think I was done. How were the weeks after? When... It was weird. Yeah. I mean, not having to go to train yeah. like every day, it made me free. That's, that's like, to be honest, I think it's part of the reason why I found CrossFit. Yeah. Because uh, as soon as I stopped gymnastic, I signed up for every single team at my school. I was in every sport team at my school. All of them. Right. I was already, like, doing a lot of them with gymnastic. But as soon as I stopped, I was in every every one of them. I was, like, doing, like, seven sports at the same time. So you didn't need a hip flexor for those? Or you do? Oh, yeah. Well, that was after. <laughs> oh, it was <laughs> that, Like, kind of okay. after I got better. You're, you're like, give me the sports where I don't need this hip flexor yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, at first it was Maybe pretty chess? much that. It yeah. was pretty much that. Okay. Yeah. Board games. <laughs> yeah, right. I got, yeah, studied a, a little bit more. Right, right. Yeah. Which your mother must have, sounds like, wouldn't be happy about because she wants you out all the time being active. So Yeah, they also want us to have degrees. So. Right, right. Sounds like pretty demanding parents, yeah, actually. I know, right? Yeah. You so. tell me about I'm kidding. <laughs> they were great. They were great and they were supportive. And, and, um, and, the, it, and the family kind of rallied around you and said, hey, this is cool. Like, it's okay to, it's okay to give this up now. It's time. Yeah, I think, um, you know, you're, I think, I, your parents, good or bad, I think they are always a huge reason of why you become who you are. Either you're trying to be the opposite of what they are, and it makes you a better person, or you learn what you can from them, and it makes you a good person. Well, my parents were, were on the good side. Yeah. Um, my mom just wanted us to be happy, Yeah. no matter yeah. what. Yeah. But she knew that, I guess, to be happy, you couldn't be lazy. Right. Like, you need to achieve things and set goal and achieve them. So um, she wanted us to play sport and all of that just to learn what it is to be healthy. And uh, on the opposite side, it was very important for them that we go to school so we have, you know, knowledge and education to uh, to have a good base for life. Yeah, the balance of that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so when I, I told my mom, I remember being home and she she picked me up from gymnastic and I we sat and I just told her I was like I think I think that's it and she was like okay good and that was it that's great was that a relief to you to hear that um I knew she was gonna be okay with it 
It wasn't the one that I was kind of scared of. It was more right. the the girl that I used to see for 20, 40 hours a week that were kind of half of my family. And it's also, you pass all your life doing something and now you're not going to do that anymore. It's almost when you get done with school. Yeah. You've been to school forever and you're like, what is life without school? Like now I need to go in the real world. What is that like? Right. That was a little bit like that. Right. Yeah. And and you're what, 15 and a half at that time. So yeah, there's my, all kinds of weird stuff happening with you anyway. Right. Yeah. You're developing in a different yeah. direction as a human. Right. The yeah. teenage years are really already full of like angst and drama yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So. You're like for me, it was cool. Was all about gymnastic and now all of a sudden there was like a life at school and I was like oh people are like partying and <laughs> doing that stuff and I just remember I would uh I went to one party and I just remember standing up and I was like ew yeah like is that what people do they just like you know steal their parents alcohol and like yeah act like fools and I was like yeah. I want to go back to gymnastic. <laughs> I was like, I want to have fun. I don't want to, I don't know, do weird stuff. Yeah, where's the discipline in this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, you know, where's the parents here? Yeah, yeah, exa yeah. exactly. Where, Where's the, the stern <laughs> Russian sounding yeah. uh, patriarch or matriarch? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. this is dangerous. Don't do that. Right. Like, because for me, I would never do something that's, you know, super dangerous outside because right, you need right. to stay healthy. It was, it was funny. So, okay, so drinking other people's parents' alcohol was out of the question. So you went out yeah. and signed uh, signed up for a whole bunch of sports. Yeah. Anything. It, it was, uh, I guess, you know, gymnastic is almost an extreme sport, I think. Yes. I and, mean, uh, it, what it does to your body, you mean? No, I th you need to, like, I mean, you're running as fast as you can yeah. to pretty much, like, jump on a board and try to do double backflip. Yeah, that shit's crazy. Like, <laughs> like I think it's a sport that's pretty dangerous, and it's uh, yeah. I mean, you're you're walking on a beam that is like three inch wide. And is it only three inches wide? I don't know. It I'm, feels like it's a lot. I'm trying to talk in American language right now, <laughs> yeah, okay. and I have no idea really. It's what about three one sixteenth of a meter, it's like probably. This? What's that? Yeah, that's short. That that would see two and a half, three inches. Yeah. Is it really that small? Yeah. Well, that's. Yeah. That's I a just, lot harder uh, than I thought. I just uh, show him with my finger how wide it was. Yes, thank you we for doing the play-by-play. Play. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, uh, okay, so um, that wide. What was your specialty in gymnastics? What were you really good at? Oh, uh, so my two best event was floor and beam. Floor and beam. Okay, yeah. floor is the one where you flip and do badass things across, like diagonally yes. across the mat. Yes. Okay. Um. So that's I've, not the one with the twirly thing. The the twirly. No, that, no, the twirling is... Um, Sorry, rhythmic gymnastics. Yes. Come on. Yeah, so that was my strength because my legs were pretty powerful. Mm -hmm. um, and being lack of fear, I guess. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> yeah. you're like... Uh, you're. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we tried to do imperial and metrics. So you're uh, you're like three or four feet off the ground, or you're how high off the ground? The beam. Yeah. Um, it's like let's we're using hands. Well, so if I stood up, it would be like at my chest height. It would be a chest height, and you're what like five, five feet. Five feet. So two let's say and three quarter. So let's say let's call it like four. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Four feet off the ground. Yeah. Three inch beam, and you're doing cartwheels on it, and you're doing a flip, and you're sticking that, and yeah. Okay. And you, one leg slips off and it's a world of pain. Oh, yeah. I had some amazing fail. Really? I think like every gymnast. Yeah. Like, like amazing. Like people see the, you, you'll watch, uh, you know, those video of fail and you're like, oh my God, oh my God. That's like every day in gymnastic. Like so, you, you hear the other girl falling, like something like, and oh. the old gym like goes silent. They're like, are you okay? And then they're like, I'm fine. And then everyone blow out laughing like, oh, my God, you like really ate it. Huh? So it's not like silence and then sobbing and wailing. Oh, but it? that's why it's silent first. Because oh. you're waiting to Gosh. see yeah, like yeah, yeah. if the person, the girl out? broke her arm or not. Oh, man. But I, I mean, you guys seem so tough. It seems like you wouldn't even like shriek or scream if something like that happened to you. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> well, you get used to fall. Like it's a sign of weakness. Oh, you get used to falling, obviously, right? <laughs> yeah, obviously, obviously you get you totally get used, used to, to fall. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's like skateboarders, right? I mean, they get. But you, you know, fall, and it's like you know, it's like kind of when you you hit your uh, your pinky toe. Right. You're like. Yeah. Am I okay? Okay, I'm okay. Right. Or then you fall, and you're like, Am I okay? Oh my god, my arm is the opposite side, and then you start. Yeah, this is a you bad know, thing. Yelling and right. like, ah, oh, that's not normal. That's not normal. <laughs> All right. So the the moral of that story is everyone go out and uh, YouTube clips of uh, gymnastic fails. Basically, yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it'll be excellent. Viewing. Yeah. It's so intense, and it gives an insight into Camille's life from age five <laughs> to fifteen and a half. Yeah. So you signed up for every sport. Yeah. And you're taking a sip of water. So I'm going to vamp a little bit yep. here. What sports stuck for you then? Um, all of it. All uh, of it. Yeah, I like being part of the game. Right. So it just it didn't matter if it was like an individual thing like gymnastics is? I like much? better um, team sport. It's, really? It's really fun to um, to grow as a person because you learn from others. Uh-huh. It's just so much better. And uh, to be accountable for someone else makes you push so much harder. That's interesting. I would be so scared, so scared to death to be either the weakest link of my team or right. let my team down. You'd be an excellent Navy SEAL. <laughs> I would die. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, we do this thing in CrossFit. It's called the Invitational. Okay. And uh, you... Uh, some people get invited to represent their country, mm-hmm. and I've done it for the past three years for uh, for Canada, and uh, I've never suffered that much in any other competition but that one, because I'm so scared to fail, to let my team down, or not like do everything I can to make them win. Wow, and I like that better because I don't know, it's not for me. It's almost like you're more willing to. Be disappointed in yourself, yeah. but like disappointing other people that 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 hurt me. Interesting. You know, people look at CrossFit and they see it as a very individual thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like something. I mean, you know, even the CrossFit Games, you guys are competing one against the other. Yeah. Um, where 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 does that philosophy that you have play into to CrossFit? Yeah, there is this. Uh, there's so many things that are behind the scene that people don't see. Right. Most of the CrossFit girls that are at the games are some of my best friend, and uh, it comes down to the the sharing of the suffering together. There is this humongous respect that build up in the back because we are all people who just work really, really hard and have so much passion and heart, and. In order to be those things, you have to be humble and genuine. Right. So, I don't know. You just respect each other. And it's like, once we're all on the field, it's go time and we're all at war. But if something happened to someone, we are all heartbroken. Or like, um, when was it? In 2011, we were doing a swim and there was a girl in the water that was struggling a lot next to me. And I wasn't able to keep going without helping her. Right. I just couldn't. Yeah. It's like I, as much as I want to win, that was more important. So I like, I like stay with her until I knew she was safe. Yeah. And then she ended up beating me in the workout. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Screw that chick. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Last time you make that mistake, yeah. right? <laughs> Which was pretty funny. Um, but I don't know. I do think it's a very individual sport, like a hundred percent. Yeah. But I think in order to be good in it, yeah, you can only evolve as a person, and to do that, you need to help other people. Yeah. And you need to learn from other people. So you surround yourself with great people that just inspire you to be positive and be a better person and keep pushing, and then hopefully you can like. At your turn, do that for someone else. So when did you, and I'm guessing that's kind of what attracted you, but when did you, when did you first start? It was relatively recently, right? Like when did you get pulled into CrossFit? Um, I got pulled in in like 2009. 2009, right. 
And uh, it was when I was doing any sport. Just I, anything. I could find. So I ended yeah. up like starting playing rugby. Oh, right. Because someone was like, hey, yeah. want to play rugby? I was like, yep, sign me in. Yeah. Sign me up. I'm yeah. coming. And uh, some of the people that were in the rugby team were, were doing CrossFit. And um, and I met uh, a guy that was owner of a gym. And he was like, oh, you think you're in shape, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I am. I'm in like, you yeah. know, every single team right. that exists. I'm doing like literally sport every day. And uh, so I went to try his gym yeah. and I loved it. I was like, wow, this is So it was really a challenge. Hard. It was basically a dare from this guy. That, yeah, that it was. You weren't it, actually in yeah. this good of shape. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I show up and I have, you know, I'm stubborn. So we did a workout. Then I was like, well, I said I was in shape, so I better, <laughs> I better show it. Yeah. And uh, it was so hard. Like, it was so hard for me because I went as hard as I could. Yeah. But at the same time, I realized that everything I taught was fitness wasn't like, wasn't that. It wasn't real fitness. That was, that was getting fitter. I was getting fitter right there. You were feeling it. Yeah. In a way that you hadn't before. It's just, it was just eye opening. Wow. Okay. It was like, okay. Was it, was it just, was it the mental as much as the physical? Because I imagine with, like you said, with gymnastics, it's puts you like you're running full speed vaulting your body yeah. into the air doing all kinds of impossible things that require strength really from yeah. every area of your body how is this different well so gymnastic it's a lot of repetition and then you'll build strength and like and a lot of an isometric mat like way where mm-hmm. you'll be like doing a lot of holds mm-hmm. and you're just trying to make your body um able to move your body in the space as good as possible but you don't have to be that intense like, if it hurts too much when you're doing your floor routine, like, you're just not having the power yet for right. that routine. Like, so you'll work on it and you'll get it. But the difference with that in CrossFit is that gymnastic is only one thing. And it's only gymnastic with gymnastic. But then when you try CrossFit, it's just pairing any elements together that bring this all new adaptation in your system yeah. that you kind of feel like at first you get hit by a truck and that's where it's eye-opening it wasn't like a bad thing at all it was eye-opening to be hey this is fitness like this here right now i know is making a change in who i am not only physically but mentally in what sense because it gets hard right right and normally what you do when something get hard at the gym you like stop doing it or you move on to the next thing that you can do well exactly right so if you're a normal person and that happened in your life and something else, something gets hard and you stop and you move on, where are you going? Like uh, you're only going to be as good as the person as you are right now. So you can only be the you now. But if it gets hard and you keep pushing and you get uncomfortable and you do something that you never did before... Now you're becoming a better person than what you are now. Did you instantaneously have that mindset or was that something that you grew into? Um, because I imagine there was a lot of pride in what you did before. Yeah. And and how physically fit you were and how on top you were yeah. in terms of your fitness. And now being challenged and confronted with the fact that you're not or not as much yeah. as you thought. Was that, did that piss you off or did you did you instantly say okay this is what this means and i just need to get over this i loved it you loved it i loved it i fell in love right away Mm -hmm. i loved it so much i was uh i think how old i was i think i was 19 and i um i was paying for my school and i it was my first year at college and i just went to my bank account that had almost no money in it took all the money I'm paying the fee for a full year here, and I this is this is worth it. So you bankrupted yourself, yeah, <laughs> for the sake of yeah. being reminded that you're not as fit as you, think yeah. you are. 
were you still in the town that doesn't exist anymore and is part of a bigger town or where, where were you at this point were you in... well that place was like was like 20 minutes from where i grew up okay 15 okay. 20 minutes so you went to a university there which is the university what's it called uh so i went to university of Sherbrooke, but yeah. there was no gym there the okay. the gym i would go to was um was near of my parents' house, so my first, so my first year that I train, it, it, to be honest, it just helped my school so much, because when I would study, I would just remember like my workout, and I would just kind of tell myself, hey, I remember like out of five round when I hit the round three, I remember telling myself like I didn't thought I could keep going, and then I would just be like no, you got this, you can do this. And then I would finish the workout. And then I just started to apply that to my study. So I would Interesting. be... Interesting. It was told, goal setting. Yeah, I told myself to do a chapter and then I would get very uncomfortable in the process of finishing the chapter. And I would just be, no, you got this. Like, come on, like, just focus, you got this. You can do this. And it's like, that's where, like, you change so much is that the little challenge of life are being replicated when you train right? and you just start to like chip them away. I really think that when I see people train and when they are in a very uncomfortable position, it really reveals their character. Uh-huh. You see who gave up easy. You see who's able to like just dig in and keep going. You see who like gets mad, who gets happy, who's like laugh at it, who gets too serious at it. And I think it's pretty cool. It really helps you to see who you are. Have you been, I mean, would you react negatively if you were in an uncomfortable position? Has that changed for you? Or were you, do you always just, I mean, I imagine you always kind of just laughing and being stoked no matter in how much pain you are. Yeah. Is that... Um, I it it did change for me. I think that before I would get uh, very her- irritated with things. I used to be very impatient, insanely impatient, because I would just have so much thing to do, right. like with juggling with uh, with school and trying to be a world class athlete. Yeah, you know, just passing time with friend and family and with your husband. I would be very Im- impatient, and then. You just realize at a point that you can only control what you can control. Right. So now I laugh at it. Well, that's great because I mean, what you're, you know, what you're talking about, the the kind of what that gave you is it gave you structure in other parts of your life, right? And usually structured people are super impatient, right? Because there's a certain cadence that in their mind, it's supposed to go, Yeah, this podcast is supposed to last another 20 minutes. And if we're not done then, then I'm going to start getting bitchy. You know what I mean? So, um, but with you, you seem to uh, both have that structure and, and, and use it as a tool, but also to be, um, to, to let loose when you need to let loose. Yeah, you have to. You have to. So how was, um, when did the competition thing start for you with CrossFit? Uh, so when I started my, like, in 2009, I remember there was a, a girl in my gym that she tried to qualify for the CrossFit game. And I was like, what is this? And uh, and then the I was like, I want to sign up too, because I'm always in. <laughs> I'm always in for anything. And... Uh, Sadly, the, the, the person who was in charge told me I wasn't good enough. Oh, boy. That sounds like trouble. Th- yeah. That's not something you tell Camille, it sounds like. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. Um, so I didn't sign up. Okay. And uh, I went to watch it to, to cheer my friend. Yeah. And uh, when I, I went, I just realized I, I could have gone. Right. I was like, I could have gone to the game, like. I, I, you know, I had that in me. So, um, I went back to school. So, because when I started any competition, I would sign in. Right, right. So the the so competition sport- isn't like something that like just started. Right, right. It, it was just already yeah. there. I was like, oh, we can compete. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, it's for those people who don't know what the CrossFit game is, uh, CrossFit games are, I should say. Um, explain a little bit because it you know i watched some youtube clips yesterday um and 
it looks like ritualized torture, right? It just <laughs> looks like, you know, it looks like, and it's like people pushing, it's, it's dominated by reps. It's, you go, you progress from, you know, event to event, yeah. basically within a certain amount of time. Yeah. And, and you have to accomplish a certain amount of re reps at each station, that sort yeah. of thing. But what, what's the atmosphere like? Is it only CrossFitters in the stands or is it, you know... No, I think it's... Do they uh, sell nachos? Like what? Or is it all yeah, like cross, measured grain bowls? Yeah, no, everyone knows how to balance their lives. Okay, I think that people right. that... Uh, I really think that people that come see us compete, a lot of them is their vacation. Right. Okay. You know, they take a weekend off. So they are coming to celebrate. It's uh, right. some sort of a Woodstock of fitness. Right. <laughs> It really that's, is. That's. I think anyone who's ever been at Woodstock would go to the CrossFit Games and disagree with you. But yes, go ahead. Oh, but, no, uh, but well, just in the terms of, fitness, of the mind, so, exactly. So you know, so like, no mind expanding drugs. No, but, no jam but bands. But people do drink in the stand, and right. you it. look around, and um, you are surrounded by like the fittest fan in the world. <laughs> okay, like, everyone is shirt off with abs, like. Right. Everyone, like young or old, or super fit. It's like it's kind of mind blowing how many fit people you can have in one spot, right? One right. same location, right? Um, but the way the the CrossFit game work is, um, the goal is to find the fittest. So they want to put you in as many different tasks as possible to see like who is the most well rounded athlete. So who performs statistically best overall? So that's why we have a lot of event. And also all those events together makes you know who's able to keep going day after day. And Because uh, it's an endurance and stamina thing as much as it is. As just a strength thing. and uh, right. coordination, agility, power, <laughs> pretty much everything. Wow. And uh, so the way it works, this year was pretty cool. Um, we never know when we're starting. We have to show up on Monday. And we know it's going to end Sunday. We don't know how many events we have. We don't know when they're going to happen. We don't know what's going to be. So um, this year, they gave us this sheet on Tuesday night. And it just said 3.30 uh, a.m. in the lobby of the hotel that we had to meet in bring like three pair of shorts, one pair of pants, those shoes, those shoes, um, your ID and nothing else. So 3.30 a.m. the next day we all show up there and uh, they brought us in a room and they all gave us plane ticket and we were going to another location to uh, pretty much run in this like desert-ish place with hill on a ranch it was super awful. Did and you know where it was or were you blindfolded? Oh, no, well, no. <laughs> okay. All like right. once, once like... we got in the plane, we kind of understood where oh, we might okay. be going. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, so that was like day one. And then we're all in this ranch and uh, they gave us food, but we have like really nothing. And we did this like uh, 7K run and they're like, okay, in five minutes, you're doing a one rep max deadlift. So you really don't have that much time to warm up. It's super chaotic. Everyone's trying to warm up, but there's two bar and you're 40 guys, 40 girls trying to warm up. So what do you, and what's the next event? Sorry. You, you oh, we're said, doing like a... Uh, explain. A, yeah. So <laughs> we finish our 7,000 meter of run as right. fast as you can in the mountain. So yeah. our legs are like shut down. We have dirt head to toes on us. We're like, everyone is jumping in ice bath because... People were like almost passing out because it was very demanding. And as we're in the ice bath, the the people in charge are like, "Hey, you're you're going in five minutes for your next event." And the next event was every thirty second, you had to lift a bar from the ground uh, to a standing position. So doing a deadlift, pretty much pick up something from the ground. Right. And uh, you had to do there was like bar with weight place on the field and you would go from a bar to the other every 30 seconds and the bar would go up by 10 pound so for the girl the first bar we had to lift was a 275 pound and the last was 415 so you would go like that one girl after the other progressively yeah mm -hmm. to just see who's who's the strongest but who's the strongest after they've done a 7k and then later would have another event and then we were done but we they didn't know when we were going to be done. 
Do you like this? Yeah, I love it. Or do you it. like it planned out? Do you like to know what you're getting into? No, I like not knowing. You like not knowing? It's too stressful to know. Oh, interesting. That's another way of looking at it. Like it? if I know I'm going to go to bed and I'll do the workout a hundred times in my head. Yeah. If I don't know, I just come to party. So, party in your way, I should yeah. say. Yeah. yeah. Not drinking other friends' al- no. parents' alcohol. No, no. Which actually nowadays you could totally order your own alcohol yeah right right. (laughs) so uh, so the for you it's it's about um it's about being ready for any challenge yeah so and that's what you take pride in and that's how crossfit is different than anything you've done i'm guessing right yeah i don't think the the proud the pride that we have comes from just be ready for anything yeah i think the pride that we have is how you react to challenge the way um I guess you maneuver your brain in being comfortable when it's very uncomfortable. Right. Like, how do you, like, I just, for example, that 7,000 meter run we did to start, you had, like, it was so dry out there that I just remember we had those hills that we were on our hands and knee to go up, and I would have a guy right in front of me that would, like, be, like, walking back so it gets dirt in my face the whole time and it's like how do you take all those little things that if you weren't in a good place in your mind you would just blow up or like you're doing an all event at like one inch of having a panic attack because you're going as hard as you can it's like how can you control all those things and like just be calm and okay with it that's the pride I get. How do you prepare yourself mentally then? How do you how do you get into that zone? Because it sounds like a zone, right? It yeah. Sounds like a, yeah. Yeah. Is it is it deep breaths? Is it just focusing on something? Is it thinking about something completely different? Mm. Um. I think. I think like. Oh, uh, I have like a good friend who helped me a lot with that stuff. Um, his name is Tosh, and we. We sat and I, it's a little bit, it's not even just in working out. It's as a person, the same way you would react to anything in life. So how do you talk about other people? Like, are you in your mind having this um, dialect of always having an excuse or always being, yeah, but this person, this, this person, that, are you just... You know what I mean? Are you trying to elevate other people? Or are you trying to elevate yourself with bringing other people down? And are you positive? Are you negative? How do you react to things? Can you feel yourself getting out of control when something really, like, you know, touch a nerve? And those things in your life is the same exact way you're going to react in a workout if it's uncomfortable. So this year, like, we work really hard to... Uh, to just assess like those moments in my life that I would kind of get out of control. Just like certain event that would really touch a nerve on me. Now it's like, just, okay, I see it. How can I fix it? Like I see it, I stop. I'm aware that those emotions are here. Okay, I'm reacting like this because of this. It's really silly. Let's laugh about it. Right. And now you keep going. Right. So the same thing is going to happen when you work out. And, uh, and the way I work on it is I'll be working out really hard and I can feel those emotions coming and you kind of get scared a little because you're going so hard that like, wait a minute, am I going to die? <laughs> like it's a little bit how it feels. And then for me, I just go, hey, hey, pain, what's up? I know you're here. <laughs> I'm here too. I acknowledge you. And guess what? I'm good. I'm good. Go go back. And then I'll come back. I'm like, oh, hey, hey again. Yeah, yeah. We're good. Thank you. Yeah. And we already gave it the office. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. What happens when pain, like, moves in and sets up camp on your front lawn? How does oh. that work? Or, fuck, takes the couch, you know? I mean, it's yeah. like uh, when it's that close and that present in those moments yeah. uh, where it's consistent. Yeah, you just know it's there. Just be aware of it. Yeah, it's okay. We're, we'll do it together. Right. And you know what? It's going to be over at a point, so it's okay. So this is why you were the fittest woman on earth in 2014. That's pretty amazing. That's a great title, by the way. <laughs> yeah. uh, don't you think? Yeah. 
Is that just a byproduct of what you do, or is it is that something that you go for every time? Is that important to you?、Mm. That accolade. I mean, I don't. It's so. It. I don't know. Because you got this interesting balance, right? You're、yeah. you're very much a team player. You want to see other people succeed. You know. Well,、um, you want a fair、time. game, right? That's what I want. I want a fair game.、Right. If you win, you win. Right. Because it was a fair game. Right. Um, if you lose because it wasn't a fair game, it's also not not good, right? You know, right, it's right. like, um, of course I'm proud that I have that, and uh, and the year I won, I just remember winning, and it wasn't like, oh, I can't believe it, and、yeah. it just felt right. It felt. It's like once once it was happening, it's like you know in your heart with all the work you've done, you're like, yeah, yeah, I deserve to be here. Yeah, like I know I'm the fittest. Yeah, and、uh, and as much as you know, being the fittest or not, if you go out there and you just work as hard as you can, and you're the best version of yourself, it's a great feeling. You're very process driven as opposed to the end result. It sounds like like you don't want a body to have a certain body. You want、yeah. <laughs> to understand the pro. You want to get really good and really appreciate and love the process of getting fit. Or、yeah. the fitness itself. I think the reward is in the journey of anything、right. you do. Right. It's like,、um, like as an example, if you cheat your way to the top, and I tell you, hey, congratulations, you're number one,、mm. but truly you're kind of a coward. Right. So right. it's how, how can you live with yourself? I don't know. I ask myself that every day. <laughs> but yeah, no. I, but that's the way my brain works. Is.、Right. If I go out there and、um, you know I'm I'm like nice to everyone,、yeah. I'm just being caring and、right. uh, have compassion, and I work as hard as I can. At the end, I can only be proud of myself. Yeah, and it doesn't matter what's the number next to your name because that was the best person you could be. Now, if if I win, and I know I was lazy, inside I know. There's going to be something dark that I don't like. Right, right.、Um, speaking of things you don't like,、um, after you became the <laughs>、uh, fittest woman on earth, there was a magazine that photoshopped you, right? Box <laughs> magazine, and、uh, they removed. I think they made your waist a bit smaller.、Yeah. They put you on the cover, which is a great accolade. They took obviously, a little bit of my abs. They took a little bit of your abs, so you didn't have any. I mean, you just you look <laughs>、yeah. strong, but not like no abs and stuff.、Yeah. And you're giggling now. Yeah, so that was funny. So was it funny or was it because people freaked out? Oh man,、yeah. like that CrossFit community <laughs> is vocal. Yeah, don't you dare touch. The people I, they like, yeah, for、know? sure, yeah. Oh, that was so funny. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. It was definitely a mistake on, uh, I think on some people to do that, uh, just because the CrossFit community is so sure loud. And to be honest, like it's not a mistake, like just for them. I think any Photoshop is a mistake, right? Right. Because why? Because it's not real.、Mm-hmm. It's not real, and you're giving everyone a misrepresentation of maybe the way people should look or not, and it's so ridiculous because truly, like I think everyone is beautiful just when they are their true self. Like everyone, it's like you know we all. I think we meet a lot of people that are like, hey, when I'm just by myself with this person, it's such a beautiful person. And then there's a whole group of people that coming, and all of a sudden there's a contest of, hey, listen to me, listen to me. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, who are those people? It's、yeah. not the beautiful true self anymore. Yeah. But for me, that's what's beautiful. Right. It's like the true self of someone, and it has no shape or form. Right. It's just them. Yeah, but you're also in the shape of your life, and you're exactly, fit, and, totally. Yeah, and and so how is it for someone who isn't that right, and who can't get to that level, or doesn't want to get to that level? I mean, it's what what the reason I brought that up is just the the, the whole body image thing. You yeah, know? I mean, and we've got it. You know, and the men have it as well、oh, nowadays.、Yeah. Fat shaming as well. <laughs>、yeah. You know,、uh, you know, Dove made a big、um, campaign、mm-hmm. around plus size women.、Um, 
you know, as you pointed out, every magazine cover is photoshopped. Um, there's been some very yeah. famous uh, mistakes, also of women being photoshopped, made to look yeah. younger, that sort of thing. Um, is there such a thing as an ideal body? No. Is there so how? Okay. I think I think that because um, yes, I'm fit and everything, but we we have the same, uh, I guess, shaming than anyone else. Like you're you're always either too skinny or too big like you don't have enough muscle you have too much muscle we being the crossfit community or everyone right there's always something right and people just need to let that go like i think that if people are healthy and they're bringing value to this world yeah we're good yeah so it doesn't it doesn't matter how many reps you can do it doesn't matter whether you're a crossfitter or whether you take walks on the beach well, you want them, I want people to be healthy. Right. But right. It, it really doesn't matter, you know, really, um, I guess, the way they get there. I think the misconception is that everyone wants to train just to fit a mold of what they're supposed to look like. So that's not the case. No. no. I I, I know it's not the case with you. I know. Because I'm just saying, but with your community. It still is for a lot of people. Right. But I would really want them to just eat for performance and to sustain their life and see food as a way of just, it's just fuel. Right. Like right. instead of going overboard and yeah, just yeah. becoming unhealthy. Right, right. So or everything. like like unhealthy in both ways, right? Right. Eating too much for whatever reason because it's very addictive. Yeah. Or not eating enough because you're trying to be skinny and that for you in your, your head is defining who you are more than your action right and that's that's like the sad part that you know i think all the girls as we grow up we go through it sure like you know at school i always had good tie my tie were always strong right people were like telling me anyway i was like oh my god i want small tie <laughs> but now that i'm a grown-up adult and i'm rocking my squat yeah i'm like hell yeah <laughs> Those thighs are, are mine. Great thighs, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's like that with any like quality you have. It's funny how people Embrace has a it. way to twist it and makes you feel like your difference might be bad, where your difference is what makes you you, and it's right. the best part of you. Right. So much of what you do to stay on top in your sport seems to be about moderation. Uh, where does excess come for you? Is there any? Is there anything that you indulge in or? How do you view excess? Like we have a croissant right outside of this podcast. Yeah. Booth. Would you eat that croissant? Like at what point do you, I'm not making you eat the croissant, yeah, yeah, yeah. but would you, um, you know, what point would you, would you indulge and say like, I, I, I deserve this, you know, or, or this is a reward or is it for you not even seeing that as a reward? Like that's not even a reward for you. Yeah, it's not there right now. Right. Um, I think that if you just if you just eat good and clean, yeah. Yeah. like I, I pretty much weigh and measure my food. So you saying moderation, we're pretty excessive in yeah. the things we do. Right. Um, but I weigh and measure my food, so I know exactly what comes in and out. And you know what? When you don't eat sugar for a while, you don't want it. Right, right. So it's just not even a part of it because I'm not going to feel good if I eat that yeah it's gonna mess up your chemistry or whatever like yeah. it's not gonna really give me anything right i'm not gonna perform better later yeah i'm not i might feel bad that i ate it yeah but that's pretty much the extent of being like yeah that was awesome it's just not enough reward for it <sighs> yeah now make everyone feel bad about themselves <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i just i uh, i do treat myself sometimes yeah um but like i said it, it's just you know, it's almost the risk versus reward. Thing. Sure. Yeah. It's just I work so hard. Mm -hmm. So why would I mess it up? Right. To like just indulge on something that truly I'll be done. I'll be in my belly hurt. Right. I've been right. eating ice cream in like a while and now I, I got it. Like I ate ice cream last night because the CrossFit game were over. Yeah. What'd you have? I had uh, Rocky Mountain and mm. espresso chip Ben uh -oh. and Jerry. Ben and Jerry is very nice. A whole pint or just like no, a couple just spoons? a scoop. Yeah. No. And my belly was hurting right away after. Really? And I was like, God, you can determine that so quickly. And I had chocolate on my shirt, so I had two <laughs> things to be sad about. 
<laughs> See, when my belly hurts, I'm like, oh, I got to like scoop some more on there to <laughs> yeah, like yeah, cool yeah. it off, you know? Um, uh, how were the CrossFit games? You just finished them up. How did, how'd you do? I did great. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I, um, something that is tricky about the CrossFit game is because they can give you anything right. and everything. Yeah. Like... Sometimes some events are better for you. Some other times they're not as good. They're so, constantly shifting it, right? So every year is just, you know, every year is is a clean slate. Right. It's a clean slate. There's new girl that you're going against. There's new event. There's, yeah. It's a different place. There's just so many things that um, I think the only thing you can do to um, to kind of quantify your... your uh, your work is just truly seeing how hard you work in every event. Right. And that's your heart standing. <laughs> right, right. So it's not about placing top 10. It's not about... Well, you want... About, I mean, you obviously want to win, success, obviously, sure. but right. you can only be happy with your effort. Right. So you don't want to get out of the game and be, you know, if I did this, this, or that, I think I could have won. It's just being honest with like, hey, this is what I did. And I truly believe that when I was on the floor, that's all I could do. And then you get out of there and you're like, yeah, I'm proud of myself. And then obviously motivation, right? Yeah. Because that's that fuel then you're like, And then okay, you go well, back home and you sit down and you write down, those are the things I need to work on. Let's yeah. do it. How many events are there, by the way, in a year for a CrossFit competitor like yourself? Oh, as much as you want, almost. Oh, okay. okay. Um, just because there's a lot of event, like okay. there's a lot of smaller event. Yeah. But for every CrossFitter, yeah. you want to go to the game. Nothing else has value like the game. Wow. The game are the best. Yeah. The best of the best. Yeah. And uh, this is it. So if you do every other competition, but you don't go to the CrossFit game. Yeah. Yeah. How like, much longer do you think you're going to be competing? Oh, I don't know. How, I mean, it's such a young sport. It's not like, oh, yeah, there's that 53-year-old crushing it. Or, I well, mean, yeah. there is. Oh, there are. Yeah, oh, okay. because uh, we have um, we have category for that they're called for the master. Oh, right. Yeah. Right, right. So we have okay. teen now and master to uh, kind teen? of... Teen? Yeah. Like, like 15... 14, 15, Yikes. and then another category, it's 16, 17. It's going to be like an army of, like, yoked yep. testosterone <laughs> out, like... I'm, High schoolers I'm happy to yeah. not be part of that group. Why? Because they are going to be good. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I they're like know. ultimate people, basically. Like I, bionic yeah. ultimate yeah. people. Like when I started, there was like no real coaching on internet yet. Or, yeah. uh no expert really in anything. So you would just like kind of try to figure out m most of the movement by yourself. Uh, yeah, yeah. And now the team, they come in and there's already like nutrition plan and like best weightlifting coach, best gymnastic coach, best yeah. this, best that. So yeah, they have a lot uh, of knowledge to get good fast and develop their athleticism faster. Yeah. Right. So right. They're gonna be a little machine. Why? Wow, that's that's well. Cool the people right now are scary. already machine, right? But I think I mean we'll see how the sport evolves. But it's evolving so fast. Yeah. And uh, I think the the athletes at the game are so ugh, so talented. It's insane. Yeah. They do things you never thought human could do. Right. And it's a young sport. So yeah, that's crazy. I can so, only imagine where so it's going. For you, and then yeah, I mean, for you, is it is it about finding i read this i read this uh interview once with the ufc fighter conor mcgregor yeah and he was what he what really drew him to the sport was f like he studied animals like lethal animals animals that hunted and killed for a living and was fascinated with how they moved and wanted to mimic that so it's all for him it's all about like exploring how the human body can move and the anatomy can move in a way that becomes ever more lethal, you know, that helps him <laughs> in the ring, right? Yeah. Scary shit, actually, yeah. when you think about it. But um, do you, is that, how much of that is, is played, not, not like not the lethality part, yeah. but like the whole idea of, of um, you know, pushing the limits of what the human body is now understood that we're capable of this, you know, pushing that limit. It's finding what's the limit of you and does it even exist? And that quest is really fun. That's that's what I do every day. 
It's like, can I do this? Like, I have a workout and it gets hard and I'm holding the bar. It's like, how long can I keep holding? And then your brain is telling you to give up and you could give up. Like sometimes, sometimes I come down, but other times I'm like, hey, let's just stay here. We'll see. And then you just keep going and you're in a space that you don't even know what's happening because everything is screaming to stop, but you can keep moving. So now you just realize that those limits that you thought you had are not there. And you just keep going. Fantastic. Yeah, it's fun. Camille LeBlanc-Bazine, thank you very much. Thank you, Camille. Thank you for that interesting hour together. Uh, as you exited the podcast booth, all of us were busy online signing up for gym memberships. Including First Name James, thanks to you, the First Name Podcasting, our engineer extraordinaire, um, and our associate producer for this podcast was JK, it's Jess, and of course, our saintly producer, T. Rizzo from the shores of Nueva Jersey, putting it all together. You've been listening to us on iTunes, but you can also listen to us on ACAS, our hosting platform and pod partner. And of course, head over to redbulletin.com where you can get an archive of the podcast up until now. In addition to excellent stories, excellent words, images, and videos covering much of the same stuff we cover. All right. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>